to Down to the Fine Art. This is another episode. <laughs> what an introduction. What an introduction. That, that in a nutshell, is the state of my brain today, so we'll see how this goes. Luckily, it's not just me and Izzy. We've got a guest today, so um, there'll be more buffering for my brain state. Um, so, yeah, our guest today is Lily Evans. Hello! <laughs> I always want to just like launch straight into an introduction of who you are, but I always think it's best to... I'm going to hand over to you. How would you describe yourself? Like, are you... In fact, I won't give you options. I'll just, I'll just, I was like, I was gonna be like illustrator question mark, but yeah. Yeah, I guess um, I do describe myself as an illustrator. Nice. I, um, I'm trying anyway. Um, <laughs> I, I did illustration at at Falmouth, like you two did. Well, yes. you didn't do illustration, but yeah. But we were there at the same uh, time. You, you, were, know. you were there, um, and graduated in the summer, and now I'm just sort of rolling with it. Oh, honestly, a mood. Yeah. I'm, enjoy- I'm, th- I'm enjoying the vibe already because I think we're all very much on a similar wavelength. Yeah. Here. Like we're all kind of, yeah, just graduated. Trying to make it work. Yeah. Kind of thing. So yeah, this is going to be, I'm thinking, quite a wholesome episode. I think so. And luckily, Izzy said before the episode started that she's got some questions. So I'm just going to throw you right You're in gonna- the <laughs> I like that you literally made a throwing motion there. You were like, chuck it over there. <laughs> Straight to Izzy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, to be honest, like, obviously, I probably know you better than Anna does. And obviously, listeners, I can't imagine. Some listeners will obviously know you. A lot of listeners won't. (laughs) But I guess it would be quite interesting just to start maybe a little bit with your background. Like, did you always want to do illustration? Or like, was that something that... I guess also, I'd be curious to know what you did at, like, college as well. Mm, Because I know sometimes illustration... I think it depends where in the country you are, but sometimes il- illustration isn't offered until essentially like university level. So like, yeah, I'd be curious to know. Yeah, so I was always an arty person. I did like just general art and design at school. In A-levels, I did uh, art, product design and English literature. Oh, Ooh, that's, that's cool. Combo. Obviously art I did the best in. I was going to do a foundation course, but then I decided, nah, and I just yeah. sort of, I just sort of went for it, and I was like, "Yeah, illustration sounds cool." So I just sort of did it, and oh, cool. uh, here I am now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's weird as well because I I always used to just draw like realism, and then I came to uni, and I was like, "Wait, I can just draw blobs, and people will <laughs> like it." <laughs> so that sounds like fine art, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think, um, like, obviously in A-levels it's a lot more structured and they're like, yeah, you have to draw from observation all the time, uh, which mm. is obviously still an important skill, but... Yeah, I think it's nice to have that as, like, a base level and then yeah. you can kind of... It's like that whole thing of, like, learning the rules and then you can break the rules. It's kind of yeah. nice to know that you can draw if you want to... Like, you can draw real- realistically if you wanted to, but then... Yeah. You're choosing not to. I'm choosing not to. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly the approach I take off on as well. So Yeah. <laughs> Love that. So I guess it would be quite nice to maybe like put some pictures of your work on the podcast Instagram. But mm. yeah. for the people that maybe don't have that or like don't have access to Instagram right now, would you be able to describe the kind of work that you do? Because it's quite stylized, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you say that because honestly, I don't know like, how I style my own work. I think I draw a lot from nature and animals mm. and it's very colourful and I don't really know how to describe <laughs> it. What about the process that you use to like 
make it work because I think yeah again as you mentioned something like it's quite often between like when you do some oh I forgot the word analog on paper drawing and then digital analog (laughs) (laughs) the word that's not digital by hand yeah mostly it is mostly digital I use procreate but I make my work by creating hand-drawn textures I just use like whatever materials I've got around me I've got a big box next to my desk where I just pick out crayons and paints and inks and just sort of scribble on paper scan it in and then I use that to put textures in over my my digital drawings Mm. just to give it a bit more character and stuff yeah mm. sort of like a a tradigital thing Ooh, that that <laughs> tripped my brain up for a second yeah. i was like hang on a minute <laughs> tradigital i love that yeah is that better than analog oh so i'm so <laughs> sorry that i threw the word analog at you my brain panicked and it, that was what it came up with i've always said that i can't marry someone with a surname of log and oh my god yeah <laughs> <analog>. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that moment of silence where both of you were like, what? <laughs> I was like, it just sounded like the start to a really bad joke. Like, it was, arguably. <laughs> I mean, I think it's... It was the whole real bad joke. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to write down Tradigital, and that's going straight in our podcast description. Very nice. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, also, while Izzy just mentioned it, um, did you want to say what your Instagram is? And then, yeah, as well yeah. as... Yeah, having your description, people can look at it. It's just Lily Evans' illustration. Nice. nice. Yeah. Classic. We'll tag Simple. it in various places. Thank you. Um, is there anything else? Was it Etsy? Did you want to mention anything else? Or is it just the Instagram and you can get to everything from there? Or I have got an Etsy. It's just um, illustration Lily. But um, I'm in the process of moving all my products over onto my website instead. Ooh, Just because of the whole... You know, Etsy costs and stuff. It's yeah. they they take a cut of of your products, and I just want to make it all look a bit more professional and yeah, customize it myself. Mm. How are you building your website? Just to go down a real niche tangent here. I just use Squarespace. Ah, okay. It was just one of the ones they recommended for because like from Unique, we we had to make a website for our course. It's interesting that. Because I think we've had this discussion before about we're not really sure which website builders are best because we Mm. never had to make one for our course. It was always, like, maybe recommended? I think there was definitely talk of a website at some point, but they never made us do it. Is that right? Yeah, they also never, like, we were never really given much... Well, we were given no information about websites either, so Mm -hmm. it's been quite interesting seeing our peers figure it out themselves. Because people obviously need or want different things from a website... So yeah, I always, I think particularly now, because I'm, I'm not doing it at the moment, but it's very much like on my, mm, I wouldn't say near, near to-do list, but like vaguely near to-do list, um, (laughs) where I do need to make a website and I'm starting to pay more attention to like the people around me and what they're doing with their websites. Yeah. But yeah, how do you find Squarespace? Like, is it pretty easy to use or like, is it free do you pay for obviously you don't have to tell us the amounts but like no um i do pay for it i pay like a yearly subscription and obviously like adding on a shop to that it's there's extra costs but because that's kind of what i was asking because i know that shops um, make a whole other layer of like complication or maybe it's not that bad but yeah there's a whole other thing if you want to have a shop through your website no to be fair it was only like an extra 20 pounds or something like that um so it's quite affordable that's good to know um, <laughs> it's, 
I mean, having a website in general isn't that affordable, but no, I yeah. feel like it's worth. It'll be worth it in the end. Yeah, it's a really good resource that people can like go and look at, and everything's like you said, everything's in one place. Yeah, it's very. It's not. It's so satisfying to make it look kind of. You can do your own like branding and yeah. make yourself look real professional, even if you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but in terms of um, ease of use, it's it's okay. There's there's um like a search engine so you can figure out how to do things um and i think there's always websites and things you can just look up and probably youtube tutorials as well Mm -hmm. so like sometimes things will get confusing but you can just you know mess around with it it's all just trial and error yeah because i have a squarespace website and i didn't know that there was a thing that you could like like its own search bar where you could go and look for things unless to be fair it's been a while since i actually used it so maybe i did use that but yeah i found it was pretty easy like once you get going with it but then mm. what I find strange is I kind of like really got my head into making a website when I made the website. But then that was like a one off time. And now every time I come back to it, I've forgotten everything that I did. And so like even just trying to change some text, I'm like, oh, God, oh, how do I do this? And like I've forgotten what decisions I made about like where I want the text, like, you know, the kind of house style, like having it uniform. I've forgotten what fonts I was using and what size and what spacing. Yeah. And also, I think I've noticed people talking about this, like a discrepancy between like Squarespace and probably Wix and all of those ones that are really like user friendly but then sometimes you can hit a bit of a limit with like their templates like if you kind of want to have a little bit more freedom it's harder to do that because they've like it's easy to use and then yeah you reach this point where you're like oh I'm ready to do more but I can't (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's kind of hard because I I haven't quite figured out uh, because I think when you open up your website you choose a template that you mm. like the look of yes. and you go with that but then you I don't know if you can change it afterwards yeah it's a bit too much commitment too early on <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I think I just chose like a really basic one and yeah, something that seems similar to like other artists I've seen yeah I need to tell a story for your website now I'm very curious <laughs> I love looking at other people's websites it does need updating day. but <laughs> yeah that's fine though yeah uh, you can I'll have a look at the before and the after yeah, I'm like constantly updating it as well, like ah. just because I'm not happy with it yet. But, okay, fair yeah. enough. I just reached a point where I was like, I'm, I'm not happy with it, but I'm done with yeah. fiddling around with this. So it's just, oh no, it's just remained how it is for a while. Sorry, I just yeah. drew on my jumper. That was the oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Sorry, that was a real re- website tangent. Where were we before the website tangent? Etsy, I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because you've had an Etsy shop for a little while now, haven't you? Yeah, I think I opened it up when I was in sixth form. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Just to sell, like, little bits and bobs. Like, I went through a phase of thinking I was going to sell soap and candles. Because, <laughs> <Fair laughs> like, I just love all the little crafty things. And, like, I sell, I used to sell, like, clay pins and stuff. But That's so cool. I'm not as good with, like, physical things as I am with a flat piece of paper. Fair enough. So... Did you make the soup yourself? Sorry, again, not really No, no, do you know what? I never <laughs> actually got around to making oh. the soap. I bought all the things to make the soap and then I never made any soap. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a sad tale. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe, Maybe one day. One day. <laughs> I guess you've done more selling of your work than I've done of mine, right? Maybe. You've always struck me as a more of a, a businesswoman <laughs> than me. That's... I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I think it's just because you've got your commissions that you do. Yeah. Which is I like think a it's, thing. This is why I find Etsy quite interesting, though, because I've never... Like, I've bought things from Etsy before, but it's not like I've ever used it to sell my work. Like, I mm. seem yeah. to have sold my work through 
what I can only describe as just word of mouth. Yeah. It's very much just <laughs> spread like that. But I do actually, I actually have an Etsy shop. I've oh. just never uploaded anything onto it or advertised it literally anywhere. <laughs> it was when I was like, okay, I'm getting a few commissions coming through. I want to do more. Like I've always known I wanted to do art. I was like, I want to start selling things. And obviously Etsy was really popular. So when I kind of really set up like my Facebook and my Instagram and that, I tried to do something where like I made it all uniform just because I think it's then makes it easy for people to navigate. So I set up an Etsy shop to like, claim the name I wanted essentially um, and obviously it matched my Instagram and my Facebook but then it's not like I ever really got far into it but people have a lot of mixed feelings about Etsy like mm. as a being a seller on Etsy because I think from what I can tell and like you mentioned there's a lot of fees involved and a lot of like cuts that they take yeah and for some people it seems to be worth it and like really beneficial and that is like a very large source of income for mm. them and other people I have noticed have been like quite kind of angry at the way Etsy treats its users and almost like really taking a stand and trying to like move away from that. Mm. But yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of hear your experience with it, I guess. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of those two. Like mm. I've sold quite a few things on there, like mostly just greetings cards and a couple of like original pieces. And a lot of it does just go to friends and family. Uh, well, that's okay. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, a little bit of money goes into my bank account and that's yeah. that's all right. But yeah, it's a bit a bit annoying that you have to factor in how much they take. Yeah, because it's quite a cut. Is it quite a cut? I haven't really no um, idea. I don't really know. I don't actually remember how much it is, but you, ha- you have to pay something every time. It's like 19p or something every time you uh. upload something. And then you have to renew it and pay like another 19p. <laughs> Yeah, just a lot of like little, yeah, little. But it's like, sort of the the reason why I'm going to put it all on my own website. Yeah, and also so I can make it my own. But yeah. once you've paid for that little add on of the shop, does Squarespace take any commission or like fee? No, you know? no, I don't think Beautiful. so. Yeah, I guess in a way, like I think setting up a business as a creative is or like working freelance is such a task anyway. Like you mm. have to yeah. be so knowledgeable in so many different areas and like realistically like you're just one human like you can't really do it all and I think just that idea of having like right I just I know the cost of adding a shop to my website it's a one-time fee it's a bigger fee than 19p but it's there it's done I can like factor that into my finances rather than I imagine kind of every upload or every like renewal of a product having to pay 19p and like almost like do some kind of weird maths where like you have to try and take it into account and then I guess whether you think that product will sell Mm. and then if it sells really quickly and then you have to like renew it loads and I just imagine it takes a lot more like the words mental gymnastics have come to mind Um, (laughs) yeah yeah just a lot more like jumping through hoops I guess and like taking up mental space yeah because I might I think like I'm picturing I'd find that quite I don't know, almost like, stressful isn't quite the word, but kind of like, I think it would like wear on me a bit, you know? I think after a while I'd get quite annoyed with it and like maybe a bit frustrated. Mm. Just feels quite chaotic and hard to, hard to understand and therefore just, Mm. yeah. So I mean 19p, like, I'm sure to a lot of people that doesn't seem like much, but actually that 
that really does add up and it adds up quite quickly as well I think and then obviously yeah with any other fees that are involved and cuts they take like suddenly particularly like greetings cards as well which is obviously it's for an artist and a visual artist like an illustrator yeah I imagine that's like one of the main ways you can make an income like you know everyone needs greeting cards it's a great thing and like even for people that maybe want to support you but like don't have the money to buy original artworks they could you know spend like a couple of quid on a greeting card but you know a greeting card isn't like a hundred pounds it's no it's literally like pounds it's already yeah yeah, it's already not a lot of money so to add those extra fees onto it really does cut it down quite a lot i guess especially with like postage yeah, like, postage, I think I sold, that's a hard one as well. Yeah, I sold like one thing on Depop and Depop's like, mm, people will buy it more if you uh, say free postage. But then obviously I'm not like a, bus- like a business with... I just didn't really think about the actual money. I just kind of picked a number out of the air and was like, that'll do. And then by the time yeah. I'd like sold it, paid the Depop fee, paid postage, I was like, I'm up like £2.50 <laughs> from really? this sale. <laughs> like, woohoo! <laughs> so I imagine it's probably something similar. Do you go for free postage and packaging or do you... Um, make people pay which it would be fair I think enough. I, I, think really I have a few a few different options on there oh. like so depending on what the product is and if I fancy paying for the postage myself or not <laughs> <laughs> um, like if I think if I think it's worth it like if I just want to get my work out there you know I just want people to to have something of mine I won't I don't tend to put I, I tend to put free packaging free postage and packaging on Mm. uh if i just feel that i want my work to just be out there and if i want people to have some of my work just because i think it's nice yeah um, and just to sort of spread the word but if it's sort of like i did um a lot of coaster commissions and i I sold coasters last year like i painted on little wooden little wooden slabs oh, do you remember um, those yeah and I, I got a couple of commissions from that uh but I, I asked people to pay postage for that because it's quite yeah. expensive because I had to send it in like a little box and wrap it up in bubble wrap yeah I know we have a friend who struggled a bit with the postage and packaging because her items kept getting smashed in the post and yeah. then it was that thing of like whose fault is it if it's smashed like is it the postal service like is it the person who wrapped it is it just kind of like unlucky so yeah it's a whole thing i think the postage and packaging but yeah coaster sounds cool i'm just honestly this is this whole thing for me is just an advert for your work and i'm gonna go (laughs) Um, (laughs) please do (laughs) i do follow you but i feel like there's just so many artists that like instagram just randomly shows me different ones every time and i lose track of actually whose work is whose (laughs) so i'm gonna go have a stool (laughs) literally down the algorithm any other questions on the etsy front or i have Mm. a question about like sorry we will get i feel like we we're doing a lot of real practical questions so we will get to less practical questions but i just have a lot of practical questions (laughs) that is okay (laughs) because do you do prints of your work I do have some up on my Etsy shop and I, I have my own printer now. It was sort of like a graduation oh, okay. present um, to get like a nice a nice inkjet printer. And so I do sort of have that in the works, but I obviously working full time as well on the side of doing my illustration. Yes, it's, it's a bit of a juggling It's act. hard to organise, but you know, I've got the printer, I've got the paper, I know what I'm doing, it's just making the artwork yeah. and, knowing, <laughs> and knowing what people like and don't like and yeah. advertising it. Mm. Yeah, because I guess I asked because 
I've I don't think I've ever really made prints of my work, or maybe once, but like I don't know about you. Have you made No, prints? and I don't understand it. This is the thing. We don't understand how to make prints of our work. I feel like again, I don't know if it's something they teach you on illustration or if it's just that as illustrators you tend to be more likely to have to look into that anyway. I'm not sure. Um, but we are clueless. I don't know if they ever taught us specifically how to do it, but I know that we had like digital skills lessons, so we went into the the print rooms, like the the Mac suites, and we got to like use the printers. They taught us how to use like the Riso printer Ooh, and everything. Nice. Although I never used it because it was <laughs> so confusing to me. Um, just like separating all the layers and everything was too much. But if you ever wanted to print any of your work, and they encouraged it, like if you wanted to to sell your work or. I think some people had prints in the art shop. Oh, yeah, I think I remember So that. you can print them yourself that way, or there are lots of printing companies. Yeah, I think the printing companies is where I get confused, because like they all seem so expensive, and I don't know what is reasonable and what's not reasonable. And yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the one I use at the moment, if I want to like order something in a big batch, then I use printed.com. Oh, um, nice. And okay. when we did... Um, I don't know if you remember, towards the end of last year, I did um, the little Ukraine sale um, to Uh, raise money for Ukraine. And we did like a little collaborative project to raise money and sell prints and cards. So some people printed it themselves and some people, we all used like printed.com and got all our work in. But it's just knowing how to set your artwork up for printing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. That yeah, like scanning it in at the right resolution and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I've had a print of my work done once, mm. and it was I did like a really big. Again, this is just a pet portrait thing, but I did like a commission that was a <laughs> two. I think I think it was a two. Better be after that weight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was quite big, um, and like I was really proud of it. It's not like I had a scanner, but even if, even if I did have a scanner, I mean, let's be honest, I was not like I'm gonna have an A two scanner. Mm. So I asked like kind of a fairly distant mutual friend, um, and I was like, "Where do you get your stuff printed?" And she was like, "Oh, in a place, you know, this place." So I went over to them, and I was like, "Could you, could you get a scan of this done?" And like even just the fact that like I was really confused between like I just. I felt like I was just missing so much key information because I kept trying to find local places that could do mm. like a print of this. And it wasn't until some like poor bloke in a printing company <laughs> explained to me that he was like, no stuff like that. Like you don't really get scanners that size that like, you need to photograph it and get it printed, not scanned. Oh. Yeah. And he was like, there, there are places that do it, but he said it's expensive and it's not as common. And I was like, thank you, you poor man. Um, <laughs> a lot of questions. Um, but essentially I went to this place and they photographed it and then obviously printed from the photograph. But looking back, I'm not going to name this place. <laughs> they did a really poor job. Like, I still have the printed like copy of it and the colours on it are so bad. Like, obviously, because you need to colour match as well and get it, like, as close to the original mm. as possible before you print it. And it's it's green. Like, it's honestly green. <laughs> like, all the black that I used has got this really disgusting green uh, colour to it. Yeah. I was like, they clearly didn't 
it's just that thing of I think if your work is digital and you want it to be printed this I imagine there's still so much to do that I I don't even have a clue (laughs) but like at least you're kind of one step there whereas I find that stuff that's like drawings and paintings I'm like I, I don't I, don't, I just I don't know how There's I don't so know many what. Stages. You got to like make it digital and then make it back again. Yeah, back to yeah. analog. <laughs> back to analog. Yeah, I mean, I won't lie. One of the the first projects I ever put on Etsy was like my little party dog card. Uh. It's a a dog with a party hat on um, that I'd originally painted in in gouache on paper, and I used a scanner app on my phone to oh, to get it in digitally, cool. edited it on Photoshop, and then got it sent off so that was kind of a photograph of it mm. but obviously like I edited it afterwards to make it a bit yeah. better That's yeah because cool. every time again yeah I've not done it loads but like every time I scan anything in I'm realizing now I've only really scanned in pencil like black and white pencil drawings so when you said color like that weirdly blew my mind it was like I unlocked <laughs> another dimension I was like of course yeah color's a thing <laughs> but I've never had to really worry about that so it's, it's always been like yeah I've been more just worried about yeah stuff like resolution and i mean i guess if they're printing blacks as greens then that would be an issue for me as well but yeah Yeah. it's kind of there's so many different things to think about and then you know it depends on your work as well as that Mm. so yeah and also i don't feel like i have the best digital skills in terms of like editing things in photoshop or like just just there's so many stages to this that i need to learn and it never quite feels like we have this dilemma a lot in life and also on the podcast in that fine art is bizarre because particularly the course is very anti-commercial like they never want you to make money and so then you graduate and you're like a how do i make money but you're also left with this like residual like every time i think about getting prints made i almost feel like a weird residual guilt about like oh but i shouldn't be in it full of money and it's like what like of course you can make prints but like it just makes it hard like when there's so many obstacles in the way already of my own abilities to making prints then I just can never be bothered to burn the effing because I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'll just do other things or like, I just won't. But to be honest, I'm just like, I won't make any money then. Like, that's my go to. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine. I'll just get money from my job instead. So, yeah, it's one of those things that hopefully one day, like you said, in the near, but not near, near future, <laughs> maybe I'll get around to doing. Um, yeah. yeah, it is tricky. I think it's probably a lot of trial and error. But like we mentioned earlier, when you're creative and you know, you're usually freelance, it's usually just you doing these things. You can't really afford trial and error, like, either financially or time-wise. Like, the amount of time that goes into, like, trying things, getting it wrong, trying again, getting it wrong. And, like, I do think to an extent that's really good, but also when it's something practical, like, I'm just trying to learn how to get prints made of my work so I can sell them, it then becomes really, really difficult. And again, like, financially... You know, what if you get your image ready, like, maybe I've done a nice painting and I'm like, oh, I'm ready to, you know, make this into a greeting card or something. Mm. Um, And you get it sent off and, you know, you order, like, 50 copies. And what if they come through and, like, you know, you've got the colour grading wrong or, like, the resolution wasn't good enough and now you've got, you've spent money mm. on 50 greeting cards yeah. that now aren't, like, good enough to sell. Like, it's it's really stressful and it's something that, I do slightly wish we were given a bit more guidance on kind of throughout education because I think that's a really important part of learning to be a creative is learning how to be freelance and how to run a business. Yeah I mean I think that was the good thing about my course is because obviously within 
illustration there's so many different styles and so like people go into graphic design some people take a more fine art approach or like you can go into advertising or game art or whatever and I feel like they should do that on every course like you know still teach you the the basics of that subject but also give you more practical skills because like if I wanted to I could go back into doing like more fine arty things if I want to I won't because I don't do that anymore but (laughs) I know how to make my own prints and stuff because they taught us how to do that and we had people who we could who we could ask about that but obviously on your course they didn't really tell you how to do anything like that (laughs) 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 which which is a shame because like we had the resources and the teachers there but I don't know why they wouldn't yeah it's a strange one like it yeah it's it's one that puzzles us a lot I think of like it's kind of valuable to have teaching that's like oh you're only in it or you know that's so focused on the art for art's sake but then it is a shame that it's not put into perspective of the fact that you do graduate and you do need to make money like it sadly is the way of the world like it would be great if it wasn't but it is the way that we live Mm. (laughs) so yeah and I think there's also something to be said as well that like it's I I want to sell my work like I I want greeting cards and I want to like commercialize it a bit like I understand for fine art that maybe it was frowned upon a bit um or was at least a bit more of like a it became something to think about rather than just like the automatic yeah it's not the default to yeah but I think there's something really to be said for like actually yeah like I'd, I'd enjoy having that side to my practice I think like I'd love you know I, I imagine like every time an order comes through and someone is like yeah I want to buy your card like how is that not a lovely thing to like yeah it experience? feels great yeah it sounds so nice like I think it's a side of my kind of creative career that I'd actually I'd really like to have like I'd like mm. it to be established yeah um, so yeah I find it weird that uni was very at least for us was quite kind of I wouldn't really say anti that but they very much like wouldn't teach us anything wasn't encouraged and then if we did kind of say like you know we'd like more practical skills it sort of took so long to come through <laughs> if at all yeah which is maybe a little bit disappointing it's weird you just saying that about how yes having somebody buy your card and then you know that's a really nice feeling that's really like you know when someone says something that's fairly obvious to you but it really just like you're like oh yeah oh god yeah like oh oh, (laughs) yeah yeah." like it really couldn't hit me I was like oh yeah like that's a thing that could like I could do or like yeah (laughs) it just I think again like I was saying like the whole idea of selling things whenever I think about it is so like stressful to me that I'm like why would I do it the stress like the money's not worth it to be honest but yeah like you're right there is that thing of I imagine it's quite yeah just a nice little boost to your day every time you get a little sale or yeah. something like that happens so yeah maybe I'll start saying my work yeah I had a question oh, I always do this I can never segue smoothly to a new question you said and you something. always point out <laughs> that you're not segueing and the smoothly. more I do it the more I can't do it okay god right <laughs> there was something that you said and I was like this would be a good segue and then the conversation moved away and now here we are <laughs> I'm gonna really uh force my question in there so I was wondering and again like to maybe try and get a little bit away from the technical stuff has been really helpful but I'm aware that you do have a lovely practice that would be lovely to talk about <laughs> although now I'm second guessing whether my question is actually about your practice sorry I'll just say my question I'm so sorry is like kind of what's the aim for you I guess like because obviously at the moment like 
you're working full time and then you've got your illustration kind of like on the side. And also I think from what you've been saying, you've got like a lot of different products, I guess. You've got some prints, um, you know, you've done some coasters, like there's all kinds of different things you've been doing. So like, yeah, what's the aim? Is there one in particular that you want to develop more or are you quite happy to kind of keep going with like lots of different things and just like kind of whatever interests you at the time? I mean, I'll say towards the end of uni, I geared my work more towards children's illustration Ah, so like um I did a bit of like an internship thing where I worked with an author on a book on a children's book that she wrote and I illustrated and you know that's sort of it's still it's still in the making now like it's it's still a project that I'm working on but it's like waiting for all the technical stuff to work out at the moment like we might turn it into a real book we might not but that I guess is like my my end goal is to have children's books because I think that's what I love doing the most but at the same time I just want to run my own business and be able to work from home and you know run my own life (laughs) (laughs) that does sound good to be fair yeah so kind of full-time illustration yeah that's the aim being able to work freelance and you know, have clients that contact me regularly for work. Yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah. That's the dream. Yeah, because I've, I've thought about how, like, obviously, I think everyone does this, like, looks online for jobs all the time on mm. Indeed or LinkedIn <laughs> or whatever, um, yeah. just to see if there's anything out there that I could do with the knowledge that I have. But I feel like the type of work that I like to do doesn't really fit into you know working in an office or a studio or whatever yeah that's the thing isn't it there's so many kind of creative people that come out of uni and then there's there's yeah you have to like make your own space for that in the world by being your own kind of self self self-employed freelance person but it's so you can't just graduate and become full-time freelance like unless you have loads and loads of money in the bank and you know you the stars really have to align for that to be possible so yeah it's kind of that difficult juggling act of trying to have a job and then like maybe keeping an eye out for a job that could help but like realistically if your end goal is to be freelance like no one's ever gonna be like here a full-time freelance job like it's just not not quite yeah no you have to do that you have to put the work in you have to do it yourself and you have to just be very self-driven yeah and know how to do it but at the end of the day like whatever sort of work I get I will do it because yeah. I like I like all aspects of illustration like I'll do a poster I'll do a book yeah. anything I'd love to have my work in magazines and stuff Ooh. like that but you know it's just getting there yeah <laughs> it the helps thing. to be really like passionate and like driven which I feel like you yeah. are you feel very I feel like I'm getting lots of like because it's so easy when you're talking about the struggle of kind of like being a fresh graduate again we do this all the time it's so easy to just be like oh my god it's awful whereas <laughs> I I feel like, yeah, you're giving quite positive energy of like. It's, yeah, it's I think good that that's happening. sort of like my my thing is that I don't. I think I remember we did um an illustration symposium thing mm-hmm. at at uni and we had loads of like online talks and stuff, and there was a talk from one of the alumni Owen Davy, who mm. I love, <laughs> like his work's just great, and he he sort of said something like when he graduated he he wouldn't have anything less than he refused to be anything else than an illustrator and that's how he how he got himself into 
into the industry like he just worked and worked until he got there and that is Mm. sort of the thing that I'm going for is I refuse Mm. to be anything less than an illustrator that's really I refuse nice. I refuse to do anything else because that's what <laughs> I love to do. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just, you know, you've got to believe in yourself and know that you'll get there one day. Yeah. Even if it's in yeah. 50 years time, like yeah. as long as you're happy in the end then yeah, it yeah. should I be think fine. That's what's such the nice thing about being like in the creative industries in any way shape or form is you can call yourself an artist kind of regardless of how much art you're doing like if you have a full-time job that's not art related but you're making art when you go home you're an artist like Mm. it's kind of yeah yeah you can just yeah it's all about your mindset you can kind of pick it and if you keep at it then yeah you'll you'll get there and also like it's not even like there's necessarily I mean yeah there's like a in your case like there's a quantifiable end goal of like full-time freelance illustrator but also even if there's not an end goal you just want to kind of make art that's even like the process of doing that can be very fulfilling and I think yeah it's just yeah a lovely way of living I was gonna say that like I think that kind of shows through in the way you present yourself on social media as well Mm. and I know social media is always a very like up and down topic to discuss for people let's say but um I do find that like at least my relationship with social media we're talking like strictly art-based social media or like our creative kind of social media I find it quite hard to let, I don't really like to post regularly. I go through periods where like, I fully just forget to post for like five months and then I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, this is something I should probably do. Like staying updated, like staying involved. I've also had, I'm start, I've kind of stopped it now because I've been doing a lot of networking recently, but like I used to have the rule that I would only follow people on Instagram that I actually cared about. And, like, I know that sounds quite harsh, Mm. but I just, I didn't want people on my feed that I just weren't, like, wasn't interested in. I only wanted people on my feed that that were either my friends or people that I looked at. And I was like, yeah, like, I really like your work. Like, I like seeing that. I find it inspiring. And I have to say, like, I think you're, like, I always enjoy going onto social media and, like, seeing that you've posted something. I think, like, the way you kind of conduct your social media presence, at least in my opinion, like... I'd say it's really successful. Like, I genuinely look forward to your posts. (laughs) I think you have a very nice balance. Like, you post regularly. Like, whenever I kind of go onto my art account, like, I'm not expecting to see your work, but you're kind of at the forefront of my mind of, like, someone I know I follow and I like to see on my feed. But also, you're not someone that spams, and I find that that's a weird balance to get. Mm. But, yeah, I just thought I'd say I really enjoy your social media presence. Wow, thank you. <laughs> I feel like that's that's funny because like I just feel like I'm not very good at at doing it, but um, really, yeah, thank you. Like, <laughs> um, it's it's nice that you you appreciate that, and I hope that the rest of the people who follow me feel the same way. <laughs> like, um, how come you don't feel like you're good at? It? Is it just something you struggle to know how often to post, or yeah? Yeah, I think so, and I feel like. You know, obviously, I follow a lot of artists and illustrators on my Instagram and, you know, they post quite a lot and they're all very successful and everything. And I'm just sort of there like, yeah, I made this. Enjoy that. And then, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I don't do as much as I should and I don't engage with my followers as much as I should. But I guess there's no 
real way to do anything yeah. right is there yeah. i feel like with instagram and yeah like engaging followers you can really it you can be your full-time job like just instagram just like following the algorithm and like doing everything you should and i don't know that that is actually a very uh i mean i'm sure there's a time and a place for it but i, I can't imagine that's a very fulfilling way of living yeah and kind so like chasing like follows and likes and... yeah yeah i think to some extent there's always gonna like you can always do more but that doesn't mean that what you're doing at the moment isn't actually kind of the sweet spot or like as long as you're sort of well i mean yeah clearly clearly your social media is working because i mean look at that glowing review you just got (laughs) i think i think from what it sounds like yeah you've got you're in that nice middle middle if you ever need some reviews to put on your website hit me up (laughs) (laughs) thank you i shall might take you up on that Um, yeah social media is a really odd one I find like I don't think I've ever actually met anyone who's who thinks they're doing it well or thinks they're doing it right no I I don't think I am (laughs) just just to really validate your statistics (laughs) and also I I think going back to something you said right at the very very beginning that was a very flippant comment so just to bring that back up um (laughs) it was something you said about style I think it was when we asked you to like describe what you make and you were like oh I don't really know kind of how I'd summarise it because again this is something we've touched on before because I know you've meant Izzy's mentioned well I don't want to put words in your mouth what, the, the... I just am really obsessed with the fact that I don't have a style and it really stresses me out but oh. then I said I said I think she does have a style I think it's harder to see your own style like I yeah if, if I see work again if like I was scrolling for Instagram and I couldn't see anyone's names I'm I'm like very sure that I'd recognise something that you'd done even if I hadn't seen it before obviously you know that's interesting because I very much think that about you like I like we said going back to the start of the episode I literally was like introduce yourself your work is very stylized and you sort of (laughs) looked at me like what (laughs) (laughs) so sorry about putting you on the spot there um, (laughs) no it's okay (laughs) I guess it is interesting like how other people view the work you do because like I've always looked at your work and like even right from like first year when we first met you like even then I was like, oh yeah, she's got like, like her thing. Like she's got, you know, she's got like I really didn't though, like, that's the funny thing, it's like, it always changes as well, like that's... Yeah. I think like even very established illustrators, their style's always changing, they can't stick to the same thing because, you know, you see new things every day that inspire you and you learn new things every day of how to do your work differently. So it's always changing. So that's why I'm very like... I'm quite against the word style. I like, like that. Ooh. Maybe yeah. this is like the confidence I need. I need to feel like, do you know what? I don't need style. I don't like that word. Get yeah. that word out of my life. Yeah. <laughs> that explains the reaction at the start. In style, uni as well, they, were, they always used to tell us, yeah, we don't like the word style. Um, oh. <laughs> they, they'd be like, it's your visual language. It's not your style. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I think social media, or particularly Instagram, has a way of really laying all your work out in front of you in like a a little grid and you can it it has that thing of like again if you're trying to get like instagram consistency or like have a strong feed or like you know that's that's very similar to kind of that idea of having a consistent style and it's i think they feed into one another because again like if you look at your own instagram and you're like oh i don't really like this but somebody else will come along and be like oh my god this is great so Mm, i think it's just again it's that thing of it's so hard to recognize what's good about your own either work or you know instagram when it's yours unfortunately it's annoying that that's how the world works Mm. it would be a shame if it you could see the good in your own work yeah 
I guess it's a thing as well of like if you like you said Instagram really kind of curates a particular do you know what I mean like it's very it's very very visual and it's like literally right there in front of you and I guess it's that thing of if you're trying to find like a maybe not a style but like a cohesive look to your work Mm. we'll go with that like I do think that actually if you're if you're making work that you kind of genuinely enjoy and like you know is quite kind of true to yourself and you're posting that I think actually like you will develop some kind of cohesion whether you're intentionally doing it or not Mm. and I think if you're working in that way you know you like to think that the people that then engage with your work or kind of reach out to you form connections with you like your work they're kind of your more authentic people because you're putting forward your more authentic work regardless of whether it fits into a quote-unquote style Mm. because you're working in the way that you want to work even if that means you're you know trying new techniques or like like you said everyone's style changes um so you know if your work is constantly evolving i think if you're doing it authentically the hope is that you know the authentic people will be there for the ride and like maybe you'll pick up some new ones along the way sort of thing yeah Yeah. so i had two things they're not very well related i'm so sorry i'm not a good podcast host (laughs) (laughs) i think you're great it's fine (laughs) (laughs) sorry right so the one I was just writing down was, and I can't remember the life of me, how I got here, but I was thinking about, so obviously at uni when you do illustration, I think again, I was thinking back to the start of the episode when you said you didn't do a foundation, you just went straight for illustration. Yeah. Um, from school or college or, yeah. Yeah. And that was interesting to me because I think I was always quite indecisive about which particular art subject I wanted to do. Um, and I don't think I would have been able to choose without a foundation and I guess the way that they always split it between fine art and illustration specifically, I'm thinking, is they'd always be like, if you like working to a brief, illustration's for you. And if you want to do your own thing, maybe fine art is more your thing. So I was wondering like how you feel about that. And then also, now that you've graduated and obviously you've got some commissions and some like book, you know, the book that you're working on and things like that. But when you're just kind of making work for yourself and for the shop, is that then a weird kind of like different way of working as compared to working to briefs at uni? That's a very layered question, yeah. but yeah. Okay, so... Sorry. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess firstly with the question between fine art and illustration, mm. I guess I feel like when I did it at college, it was more fine arty, like you had to... It wasn't really to a brief, but like you sort of had a subject to work on, but it, it was sort of just explore this subject with your art. And then, you know, you'd make a sort of conceptualised piece towards the mm-hmm. end and yeah. and that would be that. I remember it well. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I don't, I, I honestly don't think I knew much about illustration when I went to uni. Uh, I was that's just interesting. Like, I, I just sort of went for it and went, well, if I don't like it, I can always just do something else. That's, um, that's a fair way of living. And I knew I liked doing sort of conceptual pieces at that time and like I, f- I feel like my work quite often when I'm going into the depths of it I do quite a lot of like environmental stuff and I always have done since college and I think it's a silly little thing but when I was younger obviously I've drawn things all my life and I remember sitting at this little table we had in the li- little in the middle of our living room with my cousin and we were drawing Winnie the Pooh characters Aww. and she was like a little bit older than me and she said to me oh you could um 
you could be a children's book illustrator when you're older. Ah. And yeah, I never really thought about it until I was at uni doing illustration. I was like, wait, I remember my cousin said that to me. Oh, that's nice. And that's something that I never considered until I was at uni doing illustration. Yeah, so your brain kind of fits well to like working to briefs. Is that something you prefer? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, like more so now than before. I definitely like having a bit more reasoning and a bit more of a purpose. Not not that fine art doesn't have a purpose. No, no, but I completely know what you mean. But like more of a like commercial purpose. Yeah. And like yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then now you're working kind of after graduating and you have less I presume you have less briefs coming in. Yeah. on the reg. I don't know how many briefs they'd give you at uni, but I imagine it would probably be quite full on. Yeah, I mean we we wrote a lot of our own briefs at uni, oh, so okay. like all the way through third year, we did our own briefs, and obviously, that we did have some briefs that were given to us. So we had some expert, not experts, like some, <laughs> people, <laughs> some people come in who would I don't remember the name of the place, but some people were doing designs for a beer can company. Oh, I think I saw some of those floating around Instagram. I also don't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, and um. I did. I don't know if you remember when I had a poster in the cafe of the cows and the woman. I I feel like that rings a bell. I'd need to see it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. um, I've literally got it on the wall by there. But (laughs) yeah, I did a a poster for that because we were trying to promote like not eating animals. Oh, I remember. Was there a few posters of that? Yeah, Yeah, there were a few. I remember the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we printed them out big and we got given a brief there. But for the most part, we wrote our own briefs uh, and we got to work on whatever we wanted. Nice, okay. So some people were doing like advertising projects, some people were doing children's books. And obviously the length of the project would depend on what it was. But I guess now I sort of set my own briefs just for fun. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think when I'm doing cars designs and stuff, my briefs are a lot more freeing and I can just sort of draw whatever I want and see what I like best but you know I as well as illustrating I I'd like to say I have a bit of a thing for writing as well so I have a few like children's books like in my in my notes in my phone Um, yeah so I'm sort of like writing and working on those in the background and I would just treat that the exact same way as I would a uni project nice yeah but obviously I wouldn't have to fit all these different specifications because i don't need to yeah that's nice yeah i feel like they set you up well there then because they weren't just yeah yeah by, by like letting you write your own briefs i think then when you graduate it's that a bit it's a bit of a smoother transition i get yeah and also like on instagram you get lots of like you get like what's, what's it called inktober and oh, yeah, yeah the challenges like yeah. i follow i follow quite a lot of those i did a pattern challenge in the summer and there's folktale week coming up soon Ooh. so i like i like doing those sort of things as well and if you find the right people on instagram they do uh little creative challenges and stuff that you can join in on as well so nice. it's not just you doing your own work it's sort of like practice for the industry as yeah. well yeah i i'm aware i said i had two questions i've realized the other one i can just probably turn into more of a statement um <laughs> sounds really strange but yeah just like going back to what we were saying about just you've got a lovely positive kind of like outlook on the world (laughs) and I feel like that really comes through your work from again from what I know of it like which I think 
this is kind of a half question and half statement. It's a, this is a kind of correct me if I'm wrong kind of statement. Okay. Um, your work's quite like playful and just like, I mean, I, I guess obviously like you were saying, you you did the poster where it was like encouraging people not to eat meat and you've done the kind of the sale for Ukraine. I don't know if the work that you made, were you selling work that was unrelated, but then the money went to the kind of cause? No, or was it, it was about... it was related. Oh, okay. um, so we, so the brief was to illustrate, just create an illustration around the theme of hope. Ooh, nice. Okay. So we wanted to see so what we wanted it to have like a positive sort of yeah, vibe. Yeah. Okay. Um, good. Yeah. <laughs> but My like, holds up. <laughs> obviously, it, it wasn't a positive thing, like yeah. to be raising money for. No. Like it. Well. It is, but... Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Like, I'm not saying, like, we shouldn't have been raising money, but, yeah. like, no, we should have. But, yeah, we tried to make it nice so that it was things that people would want to have in their house and so that, you know, encouraging the idea of hope. Nice, yeah, so I suppose it's got that... Yeah, I, I think all your work seems to have that kind of nice, like, positive, like, kind of fun energy to it, which I think is a really nice sort of just a really lovely thing to make work kind of about and from because yeah. yeah I think it'll it'll I imagine just means it's a really sort of self-fulfilling wholesome thing yeah. to keep doing it kind of generates that like you're putting good energy out there and then you're kind of enjoying making it so you're feeding your own good energy like it just yeah it sounds sounds really lovely yeah I think I, I used to draw quite like gruesome things as well like <laughs> you know just like when like during COVID, like ah. when I wasn't having a great time, yeah. I think I, I used to draw like things that weren't all happy and, and jolly, but I feel like it's better to turn it on it on its head and just draw things that make me happy and try try to spread that around a bit because, you know, the world's a bit of a, a rubbish place sometimes. <laughs> so <Literally>. so yeah. <laughs> got to spread some joy somehow. Oh, it's nice as well because I think... We're not going to use the word style because apparently this is where we don't want anymore. Um, but I think actually that that comes through in your work. Like I'd say that if if hypothetically, let's say you did have a style, um, yeah, I think actually that you would, can use it. <laughs> I think actually that'd be quite a defining characteristic of the work you do. I think there's I don't know if whimsical is the right word, Ooh, but like there's something that's quite like just a little bit like joyful about it which is quite nice like I've got I still have a few of your cards that you did and like honestly I think my favorite one is just the goose at the picnic it just makes me so oh, yeah. irrationally happy <laughs> and like every time I see it I'm like it's goose at a picnic like what is not to laugh about that yeah. what like that's yeah. gonna bring you joy and I think yeah that kind of comes through in your work quite a lot is that a lot of the characters you do there's something just quite happy about it which is just nice actually yeah goose at a picnic sounds very wholesome oh goose at a picnic is great i think i just like to embrace like the childishness that i have within me and you know i think it's just nice to look at the world in a in a nice way yeah definitely i mean i think that's a lovely note to to wrap it up on to be honest unless there's anything else anyone else wants to bring to the table i will say this um, I don't want to be the one to squash the conversation. Don't think so. Lovely. On a nice, <laughs> a nice wholesome note to end on then. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been lovely. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been lovely. <laughs> it's been nice to catch up after like 
probably probably three years, two years, three years? I can't work out maths. Yeah, probably something like that. <laughs> we should actually, it's weird that we've done this virtually, we should actually meet up at some point. And... <laughs> it would be we nice. Should, yeah. would be really <laughs> I would say we can go back yeah. to spoons, but they're shut. So maybe we can go a bit more, a bit more bougie. Go to Palacio or something. Upgraded spoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today. It's been really, really nice having you. Yeah, thank you. It's been lovely to talk to you both. <laughs> cool. Well, that's it from us then. Oh, you're actually going to end this. Come on. Okay, I'm doing it. Right, that's everything from us. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Very, very formal, but I like it. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you.